Welcome back to another episode of the Primal Experience. Okay. I'm Tahar Lewis, and I'm Blair Goddard. And what episode is this? Episode three. Boy, flying through them. Flying. Oh, we'll try about. Okay. S- spirituality and religion. Ooh, <laughs> We're going all boy. over the place. Deep one. Bit of history, all sorts. Mm. The origins. We're gonna touch a couple of nerves. The evolution of religion, the good and the bad, and then what it means to be spiritual for us. Hey. But first, just a bit of fun. For the one time. We're staying in close yeah. this time, aren't we? Yeah, you're nice there. Yeah. Yeah, keep speaking. Peter Yo, Pan. Peter, Peter, Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah, what is that though? We need to search that. Ow. Is it like Peter picked a pe- pickled pepper? Yes. Something like that. Peter picked a pickled pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Tongue Twister. Peter <laughs> Tongue Twister. <laughs> so the Gandhi's. Uh Peter Pippa picked a pecker of pickled peppers. <laughs> Is that it? But you've got to keep saying that. No, here we go. It's a full version. Peter Pippa picked a peck of pickled peppers. A peck of pickled peppers. Peter Pippa pecked. If Peter Picker. Picked a peck of pickled peppers. Where the peck of pickled peppers Peter Pippa picked. <laughs> Peter with his pecker. <laughs> picked a pick of pepper. Oh, man, I can't even. <laughs> That's a good one, that. Oh, wow, I like it. <laughs> it's a right tongue twister. Should I try? Go on, then. Funny tongue twisters. <laughs> Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. A peck of pickled peppers, Peter Piper picked. (laughs) I'm trying to say it fast. (laughs) If Peter Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, where's the peck of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked? (laughs) This is a warm up for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one, though, isn't it? I'm not going to be like. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? How much would it chuck 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 chuck? That's all I heard. You said that pretty fast then. I said it cock on, mate. I think. Let me see it. I just made it up from off memory. Uh, here we go. There's a list of them here, look. How much wood would a wood chuck chuck? How much wood would a wood chuck chuck if a wood chuck 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 chuck? If a wood chuck could chuck wood. All right. How much wood would a wood chuck chuck if a wood chuck 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 wood? Could chuck wood. I just said wood wood again. (laughs) (laughs) He would chuck. He would as he could. It keeps going. And he chuck as much wood as a wood chuck wood if a wood chuck could chuck wood. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's that's immense. And then the classic she sells she sells by the she saw. Oh, I can't fucking say that. that. She saw. What the fuck's a she saw? Ah, oh, it's tough that one. She sells. She- wow, she sells. She sells. Oh wow, I give up. No, that one's tough. <laughs> I, I, I might. I might leave that one. She sells. Come through sells two. By the she sells. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be saying that to myself all fucking day, man. <laughs> no, mate, I like that. But to start things off, I've got some interesting, something interesting for you. Come on, then, let's hear it. What you got for us today? So the, the last episode, we're talking about what was real and we've got deep into the space universe yeah boy we did well i'm making points like i'm thinking because we don't know everything things can maybe just come out of nowhere and just go bloop (laughs) bloop (laughs) the noise that apparently we kept saying (laughs) um but it turns out i was reading something because google's listening Mm -hmm. uh which a pro uh sorry a Nobel Prize winner actually came with this theory. Another universe existed before ours. So when we're talking about the Big Bang as well, I'll get into where stars come from, but when we were saying where did the Big Bang start, mm-hmm. he's basically saying 
this is a cycle. Yeah. Just cycle. Yeah. I yeah, but like another universe existing and then that's where all the black holes are from. That previous universe. It's like remnants of the old universe. And basically it expands, it expands, it expands until that cycle's done. Mm -hmm. And then it loses all mass through the black holes because they're sucking all the mass mm -hmm. through. So it basically something like that loses all mass again, goes back down where it's not expanding anymore. And then bloop, another, a bloop. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Then it comes around again, another universe. That's a... Uh, it's just the worst. That's the sound effect. <laughs> that noise is it's, the best. That means stars are just forming. Just going <laughs> bloop, bloop, out of nowhere. How did that happen? Yeah, there was an early universe before the Big Bang and evidence for, for its existence can still be observed in black holes. You know, I, I have heard that theory before, but I don't understand how that theory explains how black holes have been created. Yeah, because he's not really explained it. He's so, so he just because then, how did they get created in that first universe? You just ext extending the problem, aren't you? I think he's saying when that universe ended, that's their remnants of the old universe. They might have not been there. Oh, what would have been before in that universe would have been older black holes from the previous universe. Do you know what I mean? So black holes are always just remnants of the universe before. Yeah. And then they bring it, or whatever they're doing, they're there for a purpose to literally get rid of the mass. So it all starts again, boom, mm -hmm. and then another one, another time of another universe. I mean, I, I was interested. I've never thought of it quite like that. I thought of maybe cycles, but not of like the Big Bang came from a universe that was just there before, and that one ended, and then another one. Mm -hmm. It's just a big cycle. Yeah. No, I have heard that theory before. Um, for, yeah, that's interesting. But I don't get the whole black hole thing. Yeah, where's that still come from? Because I've heard the theory of the cycle of the universes. Because they believe that this universe, when it gets to its very last final days, there's going to be nothing left but black holes. Yeah. And over time, then black holes are either going to merge into one mega black hole. You know what I mean? While they're just slowly drifting through the universe over trillions of years. Right. They're just, there's nothing else to bump into each Bump, bump into yeah, other yeah. than themselves and each other so eventually you're just going to get two giant black massive holes black that holes merge that into one massive that's what one. I mean do they then take away all the mass and that's how it starts again no because black holes themselves have mass they have a gravitational force but they, they, they suck like galaxies into them and then yeah just but the mass like, isn't gone it's still there it's just in a really a small point so black holes are a region of space where matter has collapsed on in itself. Yeah. doesn't mean it's gone, though. It just means that it's the same amount of density is just in a much smaller point. Right, right. But, yeah, I guess no one really... You can't really... No one knows where they come from, right? But I've just found that interesting, basically. Yeah, That's yeah. all I'm saying. Um, and who was the guy, the Nobel Prize winner? Sir Roger Penrose. So dive into more what he has to say. It's an interesting yeah. theory of like, well, why would the Bing Bang just the start of it? Mm -hmm. Who's saying it's not just a big cycle? Yeah, it just it's the one start of many. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like but it. But onto current events. <laughs> yeah. The fights. Ooh. What, the big what, fights. What card is it? Uh, UFC 253. So it's a B. Or is it 254? And Gaethje. Mm-hmm. And then you will have to fill me, fill me in with the rest of the fights. <laughs> yeah, so we've got some big fights on that card, man. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov and Justin Gaethje, the main event for the lightweight belt. Yep. That's an absolute beast of a fight. Uh, well, it might actually be a bit boring, but it should be interesting. Gaethje definitely poses a threat, which could be the first time in Khabib's career that he actually gets tested um whether he does or not is up for debate and yet to be foreseen i don't he, think he's gonna he he possesses the skills to do it but it's like we were talking about last week when we were talking about rogan versus uh mike yeah if he's already mentally lost then that could be all it takes. Because when we're talking about fighting, we're talking about nanoseconds. We're talking about reaction time. And and that's the only difference between an amateur fighter and a, and a world champion. 
milliseconds of uh, yeah, reaction yeah. time and decision making and having those reactions pre-built you're not thinking about what you're doing your muscles are just reacting because they recognize the pattern in front of them um and if gage has got any doubts about himself or any sort of hesitation because he's expecting a takedown when he's getting punched or he's getting punched when he's expecting a takedown and whatever else um then yeah i really don't know i mean have you watched videos of you know the professionals or the people that analyze it have you watched them break them down i've seen a few you know, breakdowns they go down through all the highlights and say what type of fighter Gaethje is versus Habib. The thing is, they all just say the same generic things, that Khabib's 28-0, undefeated, that it's hard at this stage in his career to really root against him or to really expect him to lose. No one's, I don't think anyone's expecting him no, to lose, are they? No, definitely not. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, I just I feel that Gaethje poses all the right skills to pose a threat to Khabib. I'm not saying he can beat him, but he can definitely do good. He's a good wrestler. He might even be the best wrestler Khabib's fought to date. Yeah. Um, and he can hit hard as fuck, man. Mm -hmm. He has that one-punch knockout power. The focus he had in last fight as well, mm -hmm. if you see that, if you see Gaethje turn up like that, he picked Tony Ferguson apart, yeah, really. Yeah, five rounds, though. And That's he's got good. that power throughout. Mm-hmm. Like, Connor has got one-punch knockout power, but he gets tired. Dustin Gaethje has got that one-punch knockout power, but he doesn't have the counter-wrestling and the mm. anti-wrestling that Gaethje apparently has. I mean, we've not really seen much of his wrestling, to be fair. It's just, we're going back to his collegiate days when he was at college and stuff like that. But, really... And is anyone on the level of be wrestling? No. It's, well, yeah. we've not seen it yet. No, no. There's got to be... Hamza Shamaya that might be Hamza who knows yeah I mean I, don't, I honestly think Habib's got it so I'd place my bets on him but bet the odds aren't that good mm. <laughs> and then yeah for the co-main event we've got a right fight uh, Robert Whitaker against Jared Cannonier, who's Ooh. an absolute beast I haven't uh, seen much of him but Robert Whitaker I know about yeah. but I haven't seen much of him former middleweight champion uh, he lost to Israel Adesanya a couple fights ago but then Whitaker. He, yeah, yeah, but then he beat Darren Till. And this was only a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, Jared Cannonier. Jared Cannonier is a monster, man. He was a former heavyweight, moved down to light heavyweight, and now he's fighting at middleweight. Yeah. And he's carried that power down with him throughout the divisions, but he's just gotten faster with it. And, I mean, did you see what he did to Anderson Silva's leg? No. He kicked his leg one time and literally snapped it in half. Tore all his Who knee ligaments. That? Jared Cannonier. That, yeah, that was him. Just kicked him once. You're, you might be oh, thinking, thinking of the time, of the time that, he, mm -hmm. yeah, that he kicked Wideman. Yeah. Yeah, he no, not that time. Himself. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, different time. Who have you got for that? <laughs> Don't know. It's a bit like the Costa and Israel Adesanya fight that we had at the mm -hmm. weekend. Um,. We've got the bull in Jared Cannonier and the matador in Robert Whitaker. Right. Mm, Whitaker's been tested against higher level opponents. Like mm -hmm. he's beat Romero twice. Um, who else has he beat? I can't think of the top of my head. Like the best of the best. There's no one that really sticks out to be fair. They're, they're his best wins by yeah. far. And even one of them was controversial. Uh, Cannoneer again he's not really beat anyone of major significance neither of them has to be fair that's what I'm thinking none of them really are sticking but, out loads but I can't I can't really say that because I've not watched a whole I've not really got into their careers a lot you know what I mean yeah. I don't know a lot about both of them I'm just I would just go with Whitaker because I think what's the word he's just very hardy isn't he you know I can see him just going in and yeah Still dominating. That's his style, mm -hmm. but it didn't work against Adesanya. No. It didn't work against gonna... Stephen Thompson, who was a welterweight who knocked him out. Mm. Jared Cannon, is a heavyweight that's come down to middleweight. He hits so much harder than Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. 
Right. If he connects with Whitaker, he's not knocking him out, mate. He's sending him to another dimension. Do you know what I mean? He's a, he's so it's a close one. It is, man. Yeah, it's, it's, hard to, yeah. it's technique versus power, but Jared's still got power as well. And uh, technique, so who, sorry. Who are you going for? You've got to say. Oh, man, I can't decide. I'm going with Whitaker. You decide. So. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Jared then. All Jared right. Kananir. Okay. And I'll go with no. a second round TKO. Oh, if he's going to win, it's going to be by Tico. I don't see him getting a decision. Hmm. If it goes to decision, I reckon Whitaker's got this. Yeah, he's well, used to five round fights, three yeah, rounds, and nothing. I'll say Whitaker decision. Um, and then yeah, there's not much really going on. Who is the other one? We've got a big fight in the heavyweights. Alexander Volkov against Walt Harris. Um, Volkov's a beast of a striker. Mm. Six foot seven. Absolute skyscraper of a human. And Walt Harris is just a block of a man. Yeah. He's just a brute. Uh, I don't know much about them, so... He's just a heavy hitter, but he's not very technical, isn't Walt Harris? I can see him getting finished. Is it going to be a good fight, though, you think? It should be all right. They're both stand-up fighters. No one's going to take it to the ground out of them two. Mm. Walt might try take down Volkov if he's getting outstruck, which is likely. He is going to get outstruck just because it's Volkovs will have a massive reach advantage as well as skill, experience, everything. He's just an all-around better striker. Um, you think they'd have a stronger, you know, the rest of the fights? I thought it would have been a little stronger. The Whitaker one is good. I just thought they would have another one as well, you know, where they have them events that are just... The door, this isn't one of them events. This is... One of them events that's carried by one man, the same as yeah. Conor McGregor events. You know, they've they've got that star. They don't need to invest in it anymore. Mm, right. That's a shame. Get it together. Uh, let's check the prelims. There might be some. Oh, we have the actual skyscraper himself, Stefan Struve. I've heard of that name. Yeah, he's an old school fighter. He's been around for a few years. He's six foot nine, heavyweight oh. division. He's, he might even be seven foot. Yeah, he was on a bit of a tear. He's actually the last person to beat the current champion, Stipe Miocic. Yeah, was it? Yeah, last person to beat him. When um, was that, though? Oh, no, it wasn't. DC was the last person to beat him. My well, bad. yeah, that's true. But before, <laughs> before that, that, before yeah. the, the whole DC saga. Oh, we're going back six, seven years, maybe, since yeah. Struve beat him. So yes, he, he was on a bit of a tear with Struve, and then he lost. And he had some heart complications. He, moved, he went away from the sport for a couple of years. And and he's returned in the past couple of years. His his uh, his record's not been the best since he's been back. Yeah, but yeah, big name, big yeah, face. That's all right. I'll still be. And he's fighting a young up and comer, Ty Tuivasa, mm. who's uh, I think he's from Australia. Might be New Zealand. He trains with Mark Hunt. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah the beast. He's got. Big man boobs, but he can yeah. fly knee to the chin from across the cage. He's a, he's a That's savage. That's impressive when someone's yeah. quite like big, overweight, mm-hmm. and they can still be have the athleticism. Yeah, I like he's a that. beast. And the fitness and the cut in the tank. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I thought there might be some. There's there's one fight I forgot to mention. Actually, it's on the main card. Okay. Uh, in the lightweight division, we've got Khabib's cousin, ah. Islam Makachev. Yeah who's fighting the former lightweight champion, who is actually returning to the lightweight division after maybe eight fights up at the welterweight, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos. Used to be a beast? He used to be a beast. Mm. He was outsized in every single welterweight fight he had, and he won most of them. He won the majority of them, especially earlier on, but then he started getting beat by these really big guys that had the same level in skill. And, yeah, I think he's made the right decision to move back down. Has he been doing well since he has? This is his first fight. This oh, is his first okay, fight okay. back at lightweight, down. yeah. Yes, so untested. That would be interesting. I, I, I feel bad for them, you know, when they go down and you want them, you want to see them do well again. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't Pettis do it? Yeah. Went, and then and they just start to drop and then they can't get the wins and they keep yeah. getting the L's. And it's it's bad to see when they were so dominant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it happens. It happens. Uh, yeah, that's our predictions. If we really came to 
Shaw predictions. Yeah, I don't think we've got any <laughs> predictions, did we? We got we got for the main fight, so it's all good. I've got Khabib to win the main event. Right. Jared Kennanier for the co-main. Right. I'm gonna go with Volkov, like to beat Harris. T- second round, TKO. Maybe third round. And yeah, for Dosanos versus Islam Makachev. I really don't know because that really is um, Russian wrestling because he's not much of a striker, isn't Makachev? Against experience, but old experience, like maybe on, maybe on the back end of his career sort of experience, yeah. you know what I mean? I can't remember how old Dosanos is, you know, he might be 38, 37, 38 now. I think he's getting there. Um, yeah, well, that Tash makes him look about 42, but... So I'm going to pick, I would like to pick... Uh, Habib's cousin for that. Yeah, what's it I called? Would. Islam. Yeah. Islam Makachev. Is that how you say it? I thought it seemed hear people pronounce that differently. I don't know. I might be pronouncing it wrong. I don't think I am. Makachev or whatever that is. I, yeah, I recognize that name a lot. I think I'm gonna go with him just because. Just because I think he's getting too old now. Dosan, Dos Santos is it? Dos Santos. Dos Santos. Rafael. Or is. Colby called called him Dos Nachos or something. <laughs> Rafael Dos Nachos. <laughs> yeah, something offensive. It's <laughs> getting them ratings, isn't it? But yeah, so we said that we said the predictions. But mm-hmm. if we want to get into today's podcast and start hey. into a deep one, and we might have to come back to this because we're not going to cover all bases. And yeah, we might say things that might be wrong, but. Yeah, we're going to say things that are wrong and we're probably going to say things that's going to offend people. Well, all it we want... can't be helped. Yeah. And we just want to spark debate and discussion, basically. Yeah. Uh, but there's some definitely some good... Maybe, like, facts, yeah? I think we've got yeah. good facts. Have we even mentioned the topic yet? Spirit World, we, yeah, in the intro. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it'll be about spirituality, religion, uh, the differences between them, because I think there is a strong difference... Mm-hmm. between them we're not necessarily necessarily saying verses we just want to come with both points of the coin you know for both spirituality and religion yeah and like just, what purpose they both serve yeah and, and where did it start from so that's mm-hmm. a good one yeah the we start with the birth of religion and i found it interesting when you were just talking about then before we started this obviously going way back Ancient religions. Yep. Back to Egypt. Mm-hmm. And who do you think they took it from? Because basically they use astrology, right? Yep. And it's the stars. And that's their gods. It's off, based off the stars. So the sun and yep. all that. Um, and it's a strong correlation with what we know today. Mm-hmm. There's Christianity and the similarities are... Virtually identical. Yeah. And it's all the related to the equinox... And uh, these are the same dates, the 25th of December, that are the same. Um, yeah, I just w- want to hear what you had on that again. Like, what religion was that, basically? What were they following? Who do you think they got it from? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the aliens gave it to them. Mm. We don't know, man. But like I was saying, it's all based around astrology. Yeah. And it's all based about this understanding of the procession of the equinox. Which is this, what did we say, it's a 28,000 year cycle that the Earth goes around? To be exact, I think it's like 28,000, it's very close, and 500 or 900, or it's 25,800, 900. We're getting some of the numbers mixed up. so It might be 25, actually. You could carry on, and I just want to... Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, basically, during this cycle, it's the... Because of the Earth's tilt, the angle of the axis it points to a certain constellation and as it turns through this full procession of the equinox the yep. axis the axle the axis sorry is pointing to a different constellation and it changes through those 12 constellations of the zodiac and but it only changes 1 degree every 72 years now 72 years is very close to like the average age of a man or woman, right? Yeah. So there's no one that's studying the movement of a star their entire life 
and noticing that one degree change. And yet, as the, the signs of the zodiac can prove, the ancient Egyptians understood this and they had knowledge of this procession of the equinox. Where did that come from? How were they even understanding that? Like, yeah. How were they observing that and being able to make note of that and notice that one degree change every 72 years? Yeah, what, what, how did they start picking that up? Like these yeah. people are looking at the stars and started. Did you think they started the religion though, basically? So they're using stars but, to yeah. form their gods because they didn't know how else to describe it. But were they even gods in their eyes? Or is that just a mistranslation that's happened through over the years and that we misunderstand it as gods now? Was it more of a lesson back then? And this book was just full of metaphors that were used to describe the constellations in the stars mm -hmm. and the earth's journey through them and through the seasons they could predict the seasons they could predict the weather the eclipses and stuff like that through understanding of the stars and the constellations and this book it will whatever you want to call it the bible or in the in the egyptian days it was the egyptian book of the dead um it might have just been created at first as some sort of textbook to help students or people learn it might have been used for educational purposes and it might not actually have had any link to a god or creator initially no it was just to pass on the information and just teach simply and astrological get everyone aware of the stars yeah and and so the procession of the equinox here says twenty five thousand nine hundred and twenty so it was. It, that's what I always. I think I hear Graham Hancock saying is twenty five thousand nine hundred. Yeah, hear him saying that a lot. I had that kind of number in my that head. That makes but sense because that'll equal nine, won't it? Two five two. Nine. Did you know that's how many breaths we have as well in our lifetime or something? What that exact number? Or in a year? Let me check check that as well. <laughs> Paul Check talks about it. Yeah, he yeah. said that's the exact amount of breaths we have. Don't know if it's in our lifetime or, you know, related to a year or something. Yeah. But that's kind of trippy. Mm. <laughs> yeah that would be weird that is I've never heard of that that would be very strange yeah obviously not exact but it's close mm -hmm. it's very close the amount of breasts we have um, yeah and then so we don't know who they got it from but we're just trying to go back to like the birth of religion basically fill people in mm. um, but yeah that's what and obviously so the Egyptians have either been looking at the stars gathering this information through generations this isn't just one person's work this you know what i mean when we're talking about one degree of change over 72 years this is a collaborative like attempt to understand the stars over generations people carrying on where other people have left off so they must have understood that it must have had some sort of importance to them for them to try so hard to understand all this yep which would explain why there's books written about it and stuff and maybe why after some sort of cataclysm that book that's has then been found and has been misinterpreted as religion and as gods and what was once the son has now become god's son or jesus or whatever yeah well the son had plays such a big role in human life exactly you're to yeah. deify that all life you? on earth yeah everything yeah. Rev revolves around the son as a god coming up every mm -hmm. morning which they described for Jesus as well. Yep. So basically, we could yeah we could go into that without jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah. The evolution of it. Yeah, so yeah. Absolutely. You're saying that's essentially moved into Judaism or something yeah. before that. They've evolved. Well, yeah, no, from Judaism first, from Egypt, from was it Judaism then? Yeah, from from Egypt. Yeah. And obviously, everyone knows that. Well, everyone believes that the Israelites originated in Egypt. Yeah. And then got banished during the exodus that's even in the bible they talk about egypt and stuff so they they, they even accept and say you know that we we originated from egypt so the links there in the bible right. and if all you have to do is compare the religions and look at the dates in which these religions started and it's, any fool any primary kid would be able to figure out that one's yeah. copying from the other S similarities too many similarities not just the uh, 25th of December and blah, 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 but you've got Joseph, which is basically a prototype one of Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
He had, instead of having 12 disciples, he had 12 brothers. They were both teachers at 30. They both got baptized and all the rest. And the number 12 is actually, Everywhere. in astrology, what's that? That's The 12 signs of the zodiac. Right. And it goes to different calendars, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So we move through different calendars as well. Be that Pisces, Aquarius. Yeah, we're about to enter the age of Aquarius now. Well, in 2150, was it? 2150, it said. It depends which calendar you follow or which interpretation of the calendar you follow. Uh, there's some people that believe it's actually going to be this year. Um, or that we're actually already in the age of Aquarius as of this year. So we say religion could have started from astrology, maybe looking at the stars. Mm. Um, That's one approach anyway. Yeah. What about the more... The theory of Graham Hancock and My the use of one. psychedelics. Because mm-hmm. obviously I do believe we evolve with them. They're always yeah. depicted in... In all, cave art. Yeah, cave art. There's mushrooms on, on drudge, painted on cave walls. Saints. Mm-hmm. You see all the like old pictures. There's always like a mushroom in the corner or they're holding yep. a mushroom in the hand. Ooh. When they're talking of spiritual experiences. So I'm wondering if well as well if that evolve from there or both you know because you have them both. type of experiences where you feel like you're getting taught oh absolutely something. so they see them as gods or well here's what they say right in ancient egypt they had this thing for the pharaohs and, and i think it was just exclusive to the pharaohs um, yeah. it was called the initiation which where they took you and taught you a lot of things. And Graham Hancock actually speaks about this. He believes that during this initiation, they found proof that um, they were using psychedelics during this initiation. And so, yeah, there could definitely be some sort of correlation between the astrological side of yep. the religion and the psychedelic side. That just further expanded it, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting because that's what's making me think it. They almost correlate, but now they're different. In today's society, spirituality and religion are quite separate, in a sense. Yeah. But back then, I feel like they correlated more. Mm-hmm. So they were intertwined, and then people decided to take what spirituality was and having them enlightenment, enlightening experiences, and actually created more of a dogma, you know, more of yeah. a system where you have to abide by these rules or, you know, causing more separation mm-hmm. and tribalism, us against them. Because we're speaking about Christianity and stuff a lot now. Yeah. But don't they all have similarities between them all. Yeah, there's a, a lot of reoccurring numbers, like the number 72, which again, which is the one degree in the procession of the equinox. Yeah. Um, takes 72 years the number 72 is found everywhere in both buddhism and islam well like if you die you'll go to whatever it is islamic heaven yeah and you'll get 72 virgins ah it's everywhere these numbers reoccur in religions everywhere and they all relate back to the zodiac the procession of the equinox that's what I mean. They're so similar, but it's yet- as if ten thousand years ago there used to be this giant book, right? And someone had fell out, and they were like tugging on the book or something, and one and it ripped. One person got one half, and the other person got the other half, and started off. <laughs> yeah, they started their own based factions, on half a story, and it's always us against them. <laughs> yeah, we're different from you, and 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 the amount of <coughs> killing and wars that it's caused as well. Oh, countless. I feel like they were definitely more, they weren't so separate in the beginning, honestly. Yeah. It was more spiritual back then and people were actually having them experiences and writing it and maybe some were trying to do good, but there was always someone taking advantage of it. Yeah. I was trying to think about this earlier and I've not read this anywhere, but if I had to put a, like a, a stance on it, my, my point of view, like the difference between spirituality and religion is, Religion focuses on an external God, whereas spirituality makes you realize that God's internal. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. And that you find God within yourself. Well, it's always been there. You're trying yeah. to look for something and you realize it's always been within. They say that, but I haven't realized anything 
you know. I meditated quite a bit. <laughs> well, not enough, not consistent enough. <laughs> not nearly enough. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that's how like, I like that's a, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Now you're trying to come to some external thing where it shouldn't be. And the what we're saying then with people actually having the experiences, now people are having them ex- spiritual experiences. Now they're just saying this is how it is from this book. Yeah. You know, the people in charge. Mm-hmm. They're just saying this is how it is and they're not really some are. I think there's still people out there who are fathers and stuff like that who still maybe practice it intensely and you know they actually make it a spiritual practice by doing fasting or something else but it always leads back to getting that altered state of consciousness yeah always leads back to some sort of mental thing that they're trying to create to make them see life another way which is a spiritual practice Mm -hmm. which is the way you should be doing it whereas now i feel like some people are just living a bad life still eating bad food not practicing good things and good morals and saying that they're religious and go hating everyone else, causing anger against everyone else, mm-hmm. and they've not got their own spiritual practice. Not basically, anything. yeah, they've not got yeah. their own practice, and I feel like that's a lot of the bad stuff. They're just talking heads. Yeah, just another talking head. Whereas you need to experience that yourself, and it doesn't have to just be through psychedelics. You can get into altered states of consciousness another way. Yeah, exactly. Or just yeah, just sheer devotion to something, a practice. Yeah. Well, I was just telling you about the. Spaniards, the old Spanish Christians, yeah, um, they had some priests. I think we could talk. We're going back to like the seventeen hundreds, um, but they actually had some sort of chant that was very similar to the uh, Tibetan Om humming, and that practice is done so that it creates certain frequencies and vibrations, so that it actually opens up your pineal gland and your third eye. Mm-hmm. It's actually why the uh, Pope, still to this day on the top of his staff, has a pinecon. Right. They understand the importance of the pineal gland. It's just, it's been lost over generations and over time. The focus has been more external. They've yeah. forgotten about the internal. But yeah, I definitely, agree, man. Yeah. I definitely feel like there was, in the past, there was they were much more intertwined. And a lot of spiritual experiences were probably misinterpreted as religious encounters with God. Yep. But they were more maybe psychedelic. And yeah. now we're getting robbed from that and told mm-hmm. that you can't take them because they don't want people to get, you know, work. Yeah. They aware. don't want that. are more aware of what's actually going on internally and stuff and feeling more connected and oneness. Yep. So, that's, so we can go through some more of the bad points. Yeah, again, it was that point. I feel like there is some good teachers, teachings and practices in there. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, but it just seems as though the gatekeepers now, the people who are really running it at the top, they aren't enlightened. They haven't got a practice and they're just forcing everyone else, you know, you've got to do this. It's more of a control power thing. Yep. So that's kind of what we touched on. They haven't had their mystical experiences themselves. They're just reading from the books. Uh, they're restricting us yeah, from consciousness by making everything illegal, apart from alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the stuff they can monetize, they're more than happy to uh, legalize. Yep. All talk of peace, love, and unity. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it's just war <laughs> through tribalism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a bad point. Uh, and the, just the system, yeah, we've touched upon these, but just to kind of conclude on it, seems to be used as a system of control. Yeah, that was the point I was just about to make. I feel like a lot of the religions, they started with good intentions. Like I said, I believe that the Egyptian Book of the Dead or the even the Bible maybe when it first got written, wrote, written um, was written with good intentions. You know what I mean? It might have been, it might not have been about control. Another form of education. Yeah, yeah. I definitely believe that it's been used for control now. Most definitely. It seems like that. And each time it's evolved, it's become more like that. Mm -hmm. The Romans converted to Christianity. Everyone slowly converted. It was like, how did that happen? How did that become so widespread? And then it became more about control. 
again, because like I was telling, knowledge is power. Yeah. And if these people at the very top of the, these, these creators of religion, if they actually understood the metaphors behind it and the common folk of the land didn't, and they had no knowledge of the eclipses and the stars and the sun and where it's going to rise, but you do. That gives you control. That gives you power. Yeah. You can threaten to hide the sun tomorrow. You can make that threat confidently knowing that the, there's going to be eclipse tomorrow. And, and that back then makes... people weren't as educated on that. Like no. now if you tried saying that, you just go, oh, what are you on about? But back then, if they were saying, look, this, this is going to happen yeah. on this day, you'd be like, well, how do they know that? They're in touch with God. Exactly. And their God must be more powerful than mm -hmm. our God. So that you think they switch over like that. Yeah. I know that some of the Vikings would do that because they felt like, you know, they were pagans and then they would see the Christians defeat them in war and they'd think, oh, they've got a stronger God. So I can see how that could make some people convert. It's just crazy how it became but so widespread. Also, the general masses are, are more susceptible to just believing whatever the the, the norm is and who For decides now. the norm the people in charge so yeah, when the romans were in control the same way that the media controls what we see on the news today the romans would have just dictated what's the norm what gets taught at school it only takes a couple of generations for school kids that would get to get taught this stuff to then be the ones in power even then back then though they were doing spiritual stuff they were getting quite spiritual, weren't they? Now I feel like it's been completely locked away. But even back then, they were spiking their wines. Yeah. With, uh, Select few were, yeah. yeah. Well, the top, probably. Yeah, yeah. The ones that could, the rich. Yeah. They were with having their experiences. What's it called now? We were just talking about it, the mould. The mould, ergot. Ergot, yeah. Yeah, ergot. Uh, well, I think ergotized beer was from Greece. Right. And then, it was st and then I know the Romans a lot used like a psychedelic wine so more yeah. spiked wine and then yeah just the, the the way you see just pictures and mushrooms everywhere there's something <laughs> there there's something there definitely <laughs> and you see the research that graham hancock does that the recent podcast he had with that brian his mm -hmm. new book is interesting the amount of evidence they found yeah that man. every old culture used it it's really fascinating and civilization would use that Anyone who has an interest in like ancient civilizations or even just the stuff that we're talking about right now and you haven't read any of Graham Hancock's books, mm. do it. Supernatural. Brilliant guy. I like his take on it. And he's done it as well. He's actually experienced it himself. Yeah, and the thing is, he's not just doing what we're doing. He's not just talking about stuff that he thinks he knows. He actually goes out and finds the evidence. He actually does the research and speaks to like yeah. accredited people. Yeah. More articulate. And yeah. yeah, really <laughs> gives gives a really, really compelling argument towards his case. Yeah, he does. I always feel like I reference him a lot because I just agree with a lot what he has to say. Yeah, me too. Me too. He, he brings good uh, points and evidence to the mm -hmm. table. Yeah. So, what do you see religion as then? Because I know what I feel my spiritual practice is like. You know, mm -hmm. like I, like you're not, I wouldn't say I'm religious, but I am, if you know what I mean. Same. I still have a faith yeah. of some higher thing. Yeah, I believe in something. I'm just not Be sure that. what that something is. And I wouldn't have the audacity to even claim that I did. Like, I don't know. But I know that it has to be more than just you die and then that's it. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. As much as I love Buddhism... And I can't add, I, I love Buddhism. There's a lot. They have a lot of principles that I really, really agree with and I yeah. like. It's still not perfect. It's still not perfect. What don't you like about it? I mean, I know there's, there's really good teachings in Buddhism still. A prime example a lot of good morals. is they talk about being pure, especially women. And for me, that's just a man with his ego again, right. just trying to uh, enforce his beliefs. Like the, I don't think there's anything... No about being pure and having to save yourself and being a virgin and stuff mm. all these ideas are just stupid man yeah there's always a we've weird got one no there. human race if everyone's a motherfucking virgin man mm -hmm. we have to reproduce we have to fuck there was no marriage 10,000 years ago what so is everyone a sinner 
No. Yeah. People were doing good things, man. Like, why? Why? Who's enforcing these beliefs, man? Because it, it's not Krishna, and it's not these third-dimensional entities, man. It's some man sat on a chair somewhere thinking that he knows best, and that's where I, I, I just see. Is that. it one man, or does it get? It could be multiple on, men, you know, but that doesn't matter. More people add to it. And they start to put, oh, well, I'm just going to put this in. Because there's yeah, every religion possibly. has its good teachings, but then there's some in there where it's like, well, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. But that's it. You've got to decipher through it all. Who is it getting stoned to death? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If someone does something wrong, there's, who is that now? Jehovah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the entity Jehovah from the Old Testament. Yep. Islam, Christianity, from Judaism. But yeah, references in Islam and Christianity as well, which is sto yeah, stoning people to death, burning people. <laughs> it's a lot of hatred. <laughs> didn't it's the quite French misleading. the French had the guillotine, didn't they, where they would just slice people's heads off? What? And I'm sure that was still in use. Have a quick Google. I'm sure that was still in use in the early uh, 1900s. Oh, what are they thinking there? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, this is what I mean. These. <laughs> They talk of that, the Jehovah doing that, the gods doing things where they cast people out and this and that. And I don't, wouldn't God be internal, like unconditional love? Just no matter what you do, it's all right. Because you're just the freedom of expression. You just, there is no wrong, you know? There's just, you're still figuring it out. <laughs> what about, we just watched that thing about, um, is it Moses who comes down from the mountain with the commandments mm. and sees his purple, his people worshipping the false god? The, uh, the Taurus. So then he tells them all to kill each other, to purify the souls. Mm. Oh, what kind of shit is that? What kind of lessons that that's to an, say? That's the same mentality. Eye for an eye. It's the wrong mentality. That's, that's another thing and that's wrong with religion. Yeah, you do bad, you're going to get punished. You do good, you get rewarded. Yeah. An eye for an eye, uh, I don't like Whereas it. if you get more into the, like, the yogi type spiritual philosophies and stuff, they're mm -hmm. more like, well, if... If, if there was a god or source or something out there that's in the universe through us through all life it would be unconditional love there would be no right from wrong yeah it literally would just be like there's no wrong they don't know what they do you don't know like some people you could be ignorant you know you don't know that you do wrong and stuff you like that you don't know yeah, yeah. and he, he, i just don't think if there if there was a god it would be more like that mm -hmm. yeah i agree unconditional love <laughs> mm-hmm it's not stoning people to death. That's just <laughs> for control, isn't it? I'm sure they still do stuff like that in some parts of the world. Yeah, that's for sure. I can see that. Fucking craziness, man. <laughs> but again, it's just fueled by religion. Well, have you heard of Gnosticism? Yeah, but I don't know much about it. Yeah, they just had more of like a mystical approach. Right. So they would use what's good. It was basically like, I think Gnost the Gnostics were from Judaism or Christianity or whatever, but it was more of a mystical approach. Yeah, yeah. Where they wouldn't say, like, they're just more spiritual. They basically use what's good from the religion itself and discard the rest, mm -hmm. you know? And it's more of a spiritual awakening. And they believe, like, this, you know, it's just a meat body. You don't have to be so attached to this yeah. body and stuff like that. Yeah. They have some good teachings as well. But they got shut down quick and probably called witches and burnt to death no oh, definitely it's brutal <laughs> yeah no, Christianity was brutal oh yeah savage weren't they the the ones that did the raids and the crusades yeah yeah pretty much wanted to convert people to Christianity pretty much yeah sad times mm. <laughs> and to believe that the some of the people of the Crusades, a small sect called the Knights Templar, they were actually uh, on the hunt for the real Ark of the Covenant. Sounds like something from Assassin's Creed, some games. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, they've used that story, but it is actually facts. Is it? Yeah, yeah the Knights Templar were a real sect within the uh, Christian church early on. And so what did they do? They were looking for the Ark of the Covenant, which is like a lost treasure within Christianity. I'm not entirely sure what it is. Graham Hancock's got a book about it. It's fascinating. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that big sneeze then, lad. Yeah, just avoid that. Out. 
Yeah, but going and then saying what our own kind of beliefs are. Mm. It is taking the good from each one, I think. Don't follow all the bad points. Yeah. You know, like you take good points from Buddhism, you can take good points from Christianity, you can learn good morals from that and ethics. Mm-hmm. And just question everything and look at it from all angles. Don't yeah, just believe one be thing you're told. Be of what you believe. Mm. Yeah, question it all. There's no harm in that. You can't just believe, oh, because this is the way it is. It says this in a book and it's like, yeah, but who wrote that? We're all people. We're all yeah. flawed. Yep. Exactly. And they just got it completely right. Exactly. <laughs> it can't be right. <laughs> Which is why sometimes when I read some of the things from Buddhism, as much as I want to fully say, yes, I am a, I, I'm a Buddhist, I can't because there's still things that I'm still a bit, hmm. But is that facts? Or is that just someone's opinion? Yeah, would you say you lean heavily, more heavily? Oh, boy. Oh, we're back. There we go. <laughs> just take that out. Yeah, would you, see, would you say you lean more heavily on Buddhism? Yeah. You've read a lot about that. Yeah, I'd say so. Out of all of them, that's the one that I can understand the most and relate to the most and what makes most sense to me. Yeah, I'm a, I think I'm, I'm a Jedi. A Jedi. <laughs> but coming at me with them when Jedi. When I heard that was a religion tricks. you could go for, I'm like, well, there you go, that's mine. Yeah. Sorted. Yeah, there was a point in my life I wanted to be a Rastafari, right? Because <laughs> apparently <laughs> they, can, they can just smoke weed all the time and get really? away with it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's part of the they religion. Get a pass. Like Sikhs, they're allowed to carry a knife with them at all time. It's part mm. of their religion, they have to carry a knife. See, so that's they some... get a, a pass. Yeah. From the law, yeah. if a p- if police officer ever stops him and finds a knife on him, it's yeah, like, oh, I'm a Sikh. Just, ooh. Uh, they have see, Sikhs and hin- Hinduism. Mm-hmm. They seem like it's not so dogmatic, you know, and strict. Yeah. With like extremes. I feel like there's a lot of good uh, teachings in them as well. There is. But there's good teachings perfect. in all of them, man. There yeah. really is. There's some really good stuff in the Bible. I've not yeah. read through the Bible, like, from cover to cover, but I have seen, like, examples of really valuable lessons which if you don't take them word for word but you actually approach it in a more metaphorical sense yep there's some true wisdom in there yeah there really is there is though there's uh there was someone i wanted to tell you about that bishop baron mm-hmm. yeah you mentioned him he's a christian devotee yeah but yeah when you hear him talk you're like this is a wise man mm-hmm. he's not in the whole tribal aspect of it he still will, like love his fellow like man or woman. You know what I mean? He just won't, he's not so dogmatic like this is the way and fuck everyone else. Yeah. He's just like you've got to have your own source of like practice, enlightenment, mm-hmm. where you try to get in touch with God or the universe or source, whatever that is for you. Yeah. And yeah, he's st- still be kind, generous to your fellow people. You know what I mean? That like, people like that, they're not doing anything wrong. He can believe in that. Yeah, he's taking the good from it, and not following all the bullshit, and and not being against everyone else just because they practice another faith, you know. Yeah, my way or the highway. Yeah, so there's, I think there's still a lot of people like if you watch some of his videos as well, it got me thinking differently because like I've never heard someone who's saying you know so strong, believing yeah. in God and being a Christian, mm-hmm. but with his kind of views, it was like that's more of the religious people that we need. Yeah, I'll have to check him out. What's he called? Bishop Baron. Bishop Baron. What a beast of a name. It's a good one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, question everything. Look at it from all angles, yeah. both sides. Come up with just your own Just be open-minded as well. Like, don't just be objective. Like, don't just question everything, but also maybe not question things so much, rather than just approach it differently. Mm-hmm. Don't take it like as a matter of fact, but try and think of it metaphorically. Like, hmm, could there be some hidden meaning behind that? Could there be something else that's being taught behind that? Rather than just instantly just bat it off like, oh, that makes no sense to me. I want nothing to do with that. Yeah, exactly. I what? believe each religion has lessons you can learn from them. Yeah. For sure. So what do you do to try to get in touch with that? Mm. Not enough. Yeah, I, know. I, don't I don't know. I don't do enough. Socialize, see the world, travel, experience different cultures, different religions. A, yeah. Rather than shy away from them. That's huge. It really is huge, you know. It opened my eyes a lot mm-hmm. to then realise, wait a minute, like, everyone's just the same. Yeah. <laughs> just living a different life, really. <laughs> but very much the same. Yeah. <laughs> People can think almost the same as well. Everyone has the same worries, fears. Mm-hmm. 
just got to get yeah, along. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. We really do. Well, I try and... It's hard. It's a tough one to have an actual practice, but just breath work and stuff. You know, you don't even have to take anything psychedelic. No. Yoga? It can get you there quicker. Meditation? Yeah, just through breath work and trying to be still and not have a million things racing in your mind. Calm it. Focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. We need to do a float tank. Breath. Oh, well that that will help as well because it gets yeah. all sensory. It's what well, sensory deprivation, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, there's one in Huddersfield. Do that while taking mushrooms. <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. don't know. I might lose track of what's going on. Then I lose my mind. Come oh. out a completely different person. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. For the better. For the better. <laughs> Things can be positive. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. For sure, man. Yeah, have you got anything else you want to say on spirituality and religion? We kind of covered a lot. The thing, yeah. I d- like the birth, where it's come from, the good, I, the bad. The thing but that I dislike about the Western world is why there's such a dogma on spirituality. You know what I mean? Like if you say that you're spiritual, you just get instantly branded as, oh, some fucking hippie, you this, you that. When in reality, it's it's... The furthest thing from the truth there doesn't have to be like such dogma on spirituality i feel like spirituality is is more circled around finding yourself understanding yourself removing the ego from yourself and realizing your flaws your limitations as a person understanding why you have those limitations you know are we all are you just a product of your environment whatever but it's just a, a, a long journey of self understanding that is the pretty much journey i think yeah me too you're realizing your true but self i don't think people realize that when you talk about spirituality yeah you know i think they believe that what well, they think that you believe in gods and stuff again you know what i mean i think there's a massive misinterpretation of it a way to like woo woo people can think yeah like, oh, you're spiritual and, 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 you know, you might do yoga or meditate. It's like, oh, what are you doing? Like, they just picture that Buddhist, you know, in a meditation pose or something. Yeah. And just, like, hovering or something. Or do, you're just in a cave <laughs> meditating. It's like, well, it's not like that, no. <laughs> it can be if you want. You're just trying to still the mind from all the distractions <laughs> that we have and realise what's actually in yeah. internal, mm-hmm. what's inside. Yeah, like, when you reach Stop. in... You know how many people can't be still with themselves? They have to yeah. have external things going on. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many people have to have the TV on or have to have something playing when they go to bed because Ooh. they can't turn off that much? They're just constantly there in the moment. They can't ever t- take themselves away from it. Just be in their head and think through things. and Just a laptop warming up a lot. Is it? Yeah, the laptop's going really loud right now. I've got an old one, but we're still <laughs> making this happen. Yeah, I used to do that though. Listen really loud. Yeah, like well, listen to TV. I used to as well, and it's 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 kind of hard to stop that. You get used to it though. Yeah, you? you do. You get comfortable. But yeah, being with yourself, I know it's it's hard to do. It really is. Even because I'm such a go 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 person as well. To then be like to take fifteen twenty minutes out of my day to just try to sit there and be still and silent. It seems counterproductive, like, doesn't it? Kind of, it seems counterproductive and like, how am I going to do that? I've got a million things racing through my mind. Yep. But if you actually do do it and have a successful session, yep. wow, you come back like you've had a nap or something. Mm-hmm. Not just that, but if, if you stick to that practice every day, 15 minutes, eventually that 15 minutes is going to, well, I believe anyway, it's going to lead to you being 15 minutes faster at everything that you do. So you might that you might make that fifteen minutes back. Do you know what I mean? And no, like, you do. But what's because you're going to be more efficient, more you are. when you do learn. Because once you learn to take yourself out, you then get better at putting yourself in, and you can focus, focus. more. Oh, that's a nice word. I like that. It is. No, you're completely right. But what's funny is, do you do it often enough? No, I don't. I don't, and I know what it could do. I know. You feel like you're losing time. Same with working out. You feel like I've got to work out for. 30 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. thinking that's taken away from what I'm doing yeah but when you actually do that you've got more energy after it's the same with like taking a little 15 even 10 minutes to just breathe either do breath work or oh. try to be still and meditate and just clear out your head you come back like I know what I need to do now 
<laughs> I love breath work. You you proper got oh, me into breath work this, this I year. Love it. I, I don't do enough now though. It's and I know how beneficial you used to do it is. T- you used to do too much, man. Yeah, <laughs> you're passing I'd go, out I'd, on the floor. <laughs> I'd go into the depths, into the depths. Just breathing that hard that you just collapse on the floor, man. That yeah, is, basically hyperventilating. But it is intense. You you start seeing the light. I bet you do, boy. <laughs> I'm close my eyes and after doing that breath work, I'm just buzzing. My head's like, <laughs> and just like when I open my eyes, all the colours, everything is clear, focused. And then you're like, right, what do I need to do? It's like having a hit of espresso or something. Yeah, focused. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you stop that, you start to get into a rut again. Yeah, and 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 there's it's more. It's so easy to slip out of a routine, though, don't you think, man? Uh, yeah, consistency is the hardest bit. It's all good when it's. It becomes it's easier over time, though, mm. to the point where it becomes second nature. You just have to enforce that habit. What is it, a book? Is it 62 days to, to create a habit or something? They used to say 30, but I think it's even longer. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as long as you do it for that amount of time, it's your there. brain will then be like, all right, this is what I'm doing now. Yeah. And it'll just become easy to you. But you've got to put in that initial struggle. Even then, I have something in my brain that I can be really consistent and disciplined. And I could do it for 60 days. Yeah. And then I'll just be like, bored. <laughs> or I like, I've got that rebel in me that wants to just not stick to the routine sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I will be really disciplined and I'll stick to it. And then yeah. there'll be a week or two where I'm just like, no, I want to switch it up completely and come back fresh. I almost do it on purpose. I might not feel great doing it, but it's almost like, yeah, just fucking myself up on purpose get out of the routine get out of the structure reinvigorate myself re like what's the word reevaluate things yeah and then just come back <laughs> yeah do it again that makes a lot of sense man yeah no i want to breathing's a big one i think that's a good spiritual practice definitely and just all the distractions we've got in today's society man i know i keep saying that but that's a big one because I feel Huge. myself getting distracted on the laptop and then my phone's going off. Yeah. Whew. And imagine if you've got TV going off as well. I don't really watch TV, but... No, Sam. If you had all of them going off and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Just then news, lo- media, whoa. Re- remove all the technology and you're still surrounded by distractions. They're just life in general is a massive distraction. Like live, working a job is a distraction having to worry about money is a distraction you know what I mean all this stuff that's They're just everywhere aren't they? it's everywhere man <laughs> I didn't think of it like that it's more places than you think <gasps> doom and gloom no well not so much doom uh, and gloom just added pressure and unnecessary pressure unreal pressure that's not real like it's not real it's just a figment of your imagination you know what I mean yeah then it all go back to it's all goes back to the main cause, which is fear of something. And what's fear? False evidence appearing real. Yeah, it's not really actually there. It mm. does also keep you alive, though. Well, yeah, but the, all the things we say are fearful. Like you're scared to do, you're scared to go out and do something with new people, or you know what I mean, like little things that you yeah. might just be like, oh, but the, what you think's gonna happen. Yeah, that is happens. false evidence appearing real. Yeah, but actual fear. We don't. We don't have things chasing us anymore, do we? We're at the top. We're no. living comfortably. We have nothing. We're at the top. But a volcano's still gonna fucking erupt. One day. There's Astro still things on this down. earth. Never mind. Out off the surface. True. Can scare Mother you, nature can just end us. Yeah, in a heartbeat. The cause something from the, the ocean. Yeah, meteorite. There's Ooh. still some scary shit out there. Oh Doesn't yeah. Matter if you're at the top of the food chain scary stuff fear's gonna keep you alive spiders man. it's control of that fear though that's important and that's well going back to the spiritual practice which is it? spirituality try again. and control that fear realize that I, th- I think a good one's fear of death is all right and through spiritual practice you can kind of get over that mm-hmm. i know it's way more it's way more easier to reach that if through psychedelics I know through your own spiritual practice, it's going to take longer. Yeah. Because well, it it'd be hard you... to have that altered state. I know with psychedelics or DMT, especially ayahuasca, that's going to get you there. Yeah. 
a lot quicker. Yeah, over especially if you were born in the West and you were indoctrinated with all this, all our views of mm. life and death and what happens after death. Yeah. Transferring from that to spirituality. Yeah, it's going to take a while. But if you're just born into it and that's all you know from a young child, then yeah, maybe you never actually develop that fear of death. If you're just born more spiritual, you mean with mm. spiritual yeah, family? Yeah, the understanding of reincarnation and life after death and stuff, and it's just a journey. And it's not the end of a journey, it's just a small part of a yeah. journey. But not many people are born into that. No, especially not where we're it's from. It's rare, like, I feel like that is what most people, why people act the way they do, so irrationally and stuff. Out of it's because they're always fending for themselves, and it's always going back to, like, fear that if they don't do this thing... Yeah, the there's fear of death, fear yeah. of they need to stay alive, and it always goes back to that. Mm -hmm. mm. If you have a lot of people got over that and had a mad trip, a mad experience, <laughs> it'd be so good. Everything would be normal then. It'd be so good. All the world's leaders should just have a crazy trip. We need to pick enough shrooms to just get everyone on it. <laughs> we need to go down to Wales soon and pick hundreds, thousands. Wales is the hot We hotspot. picked hundreds today. We're going Wales. We're picking thousands, boy. Wow. <laughs> there you go. We've got it for everyone. <laughs> we send it out to all the listeners. Yep. <laughs> all the listeners. Yeah. That's good enough. That'll Until do. next time. Fuck it. Bitches. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>